real term for it is blonde ice two four six. Blonde ice two four six. Why did you bring that up? And now the world knows. Wait, okay. I don't so get it. As someone with it's lots of hair, what is blonde ice two four seven? You explain it, Rachel. I don't want to. Okay, so basically. Are you pushing? Yes, it's embarrassing. <laughs> so when I was in first grade, we'll just say there are these people that I really school. wanted to be friends with. Okay, so. They all had like superhero nicknames. Like one of them was Batman. One of them was Robin. And they were like, what nickname should Rachel have? Because that's when I was really pushing the friendship, you know? And they didn't like, they couldn't come up with an actual name. They're just like, let's just make one. And I was like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> so they were like, okay, well, we were like brainstorming, sitting at our little first grade desk. Like, what is the superhero name going to be, right? So we couldn't, like, think of, like, a cool title. They're just like, all right, so, like, what kind of powers would you want to have? I was like, I don't know. Then one of them was like, ice powers. I like that one. I was like, okay. So then they're like, we have to, like, think of something that, like, relates to you, you know? Like, somehow their nick or superhero nickname related to them. Somehow. So they're like, all right, like, what about blonde ice? And I was like, yes. So for the next, like, throughout till eighth grade <laughs> i use that as like my username for like social medias uh, different accounts on the internet like i had that on at least one back of a t-shirt for like um sports teams <laughs> and then i realized it was disgusting <laughs> so i tried to hide it but people won't let it go i love you do you still have any of like your like instagram or whatever accounts named that okay so around that time when i actually made the instagram my mom was like you have to delete this account so i made like four over the course of like a year because she kept finding them <laughs> um i think there's still some <laughs> that's so good but i don't I, know i like hate spotify that like, you can't change your name on spotify oh mine's gosh. like <laughs> mine is so embarrassing and i can't chewbacca 21 <laughs> yeah <laughs> chewbacca and then my email is like iron man 8941 or something i was like oh my goodness i was such a nerd but it's okay <laughs> I love that. it's just so embarrassing on so many levels and i feel like we also know your password to like everything probably yeah so now we can like get into your <laughs> bank account and you know yeah, good times. It's over. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Okay, good. Uh, so, are you ready to start? Yep. I think so. What's up, dudes? Let's be honest. Heck yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're talking about why church is so unattractive. So, basically, yeah. So, basically, right, like, there are so many people when they think of church, they have all these different, like, ideas or emotions inside their anger or frustration or they think it's lame or the youth pastor goes on and on and on <laughs> and does not shut up or you know why is he so bald so like basically like let's just talk about church right and yeah let's be honest like is church even really that important like what do you think I think, yeah, I think it is. I think personally, I think relationship over religion is is obviously great. And I think, I mean, church should not be your only way of connecting with God. But, um, yeah, I think it's important. I think if you're in the, like, the right church for you, mm. oh yeah, then, yeah. So, like, what does that mean? Like, the right church for you? Like, what, yeah. 
Um, it depends on the person. Like, I think, I don't know, there's a billion different styles of, of church, I think. And even in the Adventist world, it's, it's a little more mm-hmm. confined to, like, contemporary and traditional, and that's kind of it. But there's a billion other ways that you can have church that people honestly, like, go through every day, but they don't realize is church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, just the other day, I was... I, after I got off a phone call with someone that was, you know, kind of wrestling with a, a topic that I've been thinking about for a while, mm-hmm. and it was just on my mind, just a random Thursday afternoon, and I went on a walk, and I was just kind of thinking about it, just kind of just talking in my head, but also to God at the same time, and I was yeah, like, yeah. dang, like, this feels, it's a random Thursday, but this feels like Sabbath to me, yeah. more than another, like, random Sabbath would, and I was like, this is church, like, yeah. this just the random times throughout your week or, or um, when you're connecting with God or just even with other people and it doesn't have to be religious mm-hmm. necessarily. I don't know. That's what church is to me, I think. And once you like actually recognize it, it it's, it's so much cooler because then it takes off that stigma of um, I can't do this on Sabbath. I can't do this on Sabbath. And just like the, yeah. um, I don't know what the word is. It focuses on like the purpose of church. Yeah. Yeah. Purpose. Like kind of like the rules, like what you're saying. And mm-hmm. I thought what you said at the beginning was really interesting. You said, I, le- I value the relationship over the religion. Rela- the religion. religion. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel, what were you going to say? Um, I was just going to bounce off like what Anique said, like the relationship over the religion. Like for me, at least I find my relationship is built the most through music. And so that's why I think it's, important for me to come or not even just to come to church but to participate in actions that could like that turn out like that it doesn't necessarily have to be like in the basement of Kettering that we have church and Sabbath school every morning like obviously that happens and that's the place where I can come the most easiest and do that stuff but like even when I'm sitting at home like playing a little tune on my guitar like outside or just sitting in my room just messing around and I happen to end up playing a bunch of songs and that's just like for me that's why it's important because I have a chance to go and strengthen my relationship and build my relationship through things that I feel are necessary mm-hmm. yeah I mean I think church is such I mean it's become a very strict definition I think mm-hmm. in people's minds but in reality it's super open to um interpretation and i think that's how like god made it i mean that's mm. that's what jesus was saying like his whole mm-hmm. all of his words went pointed to that pointed to the whole idea of like churches is, is what you make it and the people that you surround yourself with so like i know like um there tends to be politics within church and like as a teenager i don't always understand that solely because like i feel like church is such so individual to the person um mm that like why not you know be happy with the church that you have and be happy with the fact that somebody else is at church or in a church that they find beneficial to their walk with God um you know whether that's more focusing on music or focusing more and like the styles of music I don't know I could go on forever but like I think the church is so individual it's that relationship you know Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I just, so I was thinking about this because we thought, okay, we want to talk about this, this idea of church and is it important? And honestly, why is it lame? And what can we do to like make it better? Um, But 
as I was thinking about it, like even back when I was in college, like I remember taking classes at Southern and they were saying that, well, one in four Adventist teenagers leaves the church. And I was like, oh, wow, that's terrible. And then like I go to the seminary and actually started ministry in Chicago. And I remember the newer stats were like, oh, one in three teenagers leaves the church. And then as I have been a pastor for a while, um, it moved to half, right? Like half the people who start in Adventism, but are, it was, the stat was half the seniors, if they go to an academy, they'll leave the church. And I was like, oh, wow, we're getting worse. And then it was, well, two out of every three. And then something I was reading even this week said that, well, it's actually more accurately, three out of four Adventist teenagers will leave the church. And so it's like, okay, so clearly, we right, like church is important. Yeah. We value stuff but we're kind of missing, right? Like we're doing something apparently that makes it very unattractive. So I was doing a little bit of research and I think maybe we could like talk about some of these things that I thought was interesting. Um, like the top 16 reasons, and this is fairly recent study, the top 16 reasons why people said they left the church or at least something that happened in their life that had them leave the church. And uh, yeah, like, what do you think? So yeah, the 16th one, like most common reason was that uh, they had like someone like a, a loved one died. Like there was the death of a loved one, like either a friend or a family or like a grandparent or something like that. Um, and so they said, yeah, no, that, that was the reason why they left the church. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about that? Mm, that was kind of tricky. I thought that it would be higher on the list, honestly. Like it's just like the last of these top 16 reasons. And I've, from what I've seen in people around me, that's been one of the most like leading reasons that people have left mm. from what I've seen in people. Mm. Um, I honestly can say that if that were to like, I would start having doubts like immediately if something like that were to happen, like, cause everyone always says like good things always happen to bad people, but it's, I couldn't like imagine going through having someone so close to me. Like I've had like grandparents die and stuff like that. But like if I like sister died or my mom or my dad, mm -hmm. like some of my really close aunts or mm -hmm. um, cousins died, like I would be like heartbroken for a pretty long time. Cause honestly, I don't deal that well with like a loss of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's super tough for people. And I know that if they're, if people have, their own like relationship with god or faith not super strong and something like that were to happen it's completely and for me i think it would be completely understandable for someone to be like oh why could god let that happen to me mm -hmm. like i don't know no i completely agree i think i mean i haven't necessarily dealt with a super duper like close loss but i think there's a been a lot of things in my life and, and people like almost coming to that point where I have questioned a lot and it's like, okay, I, I mean, I just, I totally understand kind of where people come from when they do that. I was like, cause why would I want to follow a God that, or, or a religion that it's like, well, everything happens for a reason. So sorry, yeah. but here's a casserole. Like, I know. <laughs> No. So but that's exactly what we do like oh have some special kid like, and then you're just stuck eating the same thing yeah, yeah. while nothing is ever <laughs> solved that's kind of harsh but it's true I oh mean, you're being honest no, that's true. <laughs> um yeah I, it makes sense i just i don't know i think there's a lot of reasons i think that obviously and i think um when not only 
I don't want to follow a god or a religion that doesn't, um, like, that that allows this. I think even more, it's like when you do go through those things, the reactions of other people and either mm. the lack of support or the lack yeah. of honesty mm. in those situations, just on top of it, it's like, wow, like, I'm really going through this thing. And this is how the people I thought were supposed to be, like, my brothers and sisters in Christ, this is how they're reacting to it. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's fake. Why am I still here? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have... I feel super strongly about what you said because I've had like friends of mine have dealt with that exact thing. Like they had like two super close losses in their family and they thought that their friends at church were going to like be there to support them. But for some reason, I don't know if it's even like the subject of death is very like not even taboo, but like just not brought up. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. For a lot of people, it's super uncomfortable because if you can't relate, you don't know how to help. So yeah. I just think, and I think that's so difficult to be able to have, or mm-hmm. to just try to help someone who's dealing with such a hard loss like that, even if it's like more than one, like having Absolutely. someone's mother and sister die right next to each other, like that's mm. really horrible to deal with. And since most people don't really, or aren't able to relate with that, they mm-hmm. don't know how, but I think even if you don't know how, you should still at least attempt to, but what I've seen is just people don't try things that they don't know Mm. silence is so much worse than uncomfortable conversation i think because at least Mm. i mean even if you don't necessarily know how to deal with it be honest with it like hey like i don't know what you're going through i'm still here for you let me know what i can do how can i help you in your day-to-day life how can i do this let me pick up your groceries or Mm -hmm. or drop something off for you that you don't have time let's you know whenever like you want to pray together even if that's not (laughs) Like, I don't know. I 100% agree. I think just reaching out and saying, what can I do for you? Versus, like, let me know how I heard No, I, I, I'm, I think I get it. Because, it, and again, it goes back to, I think, the first thing you said, Anique, was, no, it's relationship over religion, mm-hmm. right? And as a as a generation, I think, as, as a culture, we highly value relationships. And so that's kind of like what you're saying. No, it's got to be connected to relationships. And, and so... I, I found it interesting, yeah, because Rachel, you were like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm surprised it's so low. The 15th most common reason was death of a parent, right? So very similar, um, almost trying to justify, well, if God is so good, if he's so great and so powerful and all the things that we say it is, then why did my parents die or why did someone mm-hmm. close to me die? And, and sometimes justifying that and understanding that theology, um, yeah, can, can hurt our relationship with the church. And I, th- sorry to jump in again. I think one of the other mistakes is when people ask that question when they're talking with a friend. Like, you don't need to give an answer. You, you like, you aren't God. Because I think once you like, yeah. they say that. Like, why would God let this happen? Like, listen and be there, but don't be God for them. Be like, well, everything happens for a reason. That's right. the last thing people want to hear. Like, yeah. oh, for some reason, my grandma died. Cause, the, like, for what? Like, don't. Don't do that. <laughs> that and honestly, I don't even worse. think that's true. Like, no. no, like it's not God's fault. Exactly. Like, stop blaming everything on God. <laughs> like you can, I think, it, yeah, you're going to ask that question. You're going to ask a million questions and, and question everything. But to the person who's trying to help them out and or whatever, like just be there and listen. But you, you don't, you don't need to be God for them. You, they're not asking for an answer. They're just mm-hmm. asking because they're asking. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it's good. Um, the uh, 14th reason, like the, the 14th of the top 16 reasons, uh, was that their pastor moved. Um, 
I think if you moved, I would be really Don't leave us. Thank you. Okay, you know I'm awkward with these these moments. Jason can't take words of affirmation very well. That's but true. it's okay. We're, we're, we're but I, I appreciate it. Thank you. But, but I mean, that is, I mean, so how much of your connection to God and your connection, mo- you know, more, well, you no, know, your connection to God is most important, but how much of your connection to the church and the community, how much of it really is based on the pastor or a pastor? Oh, I think it's a huge amount, at least for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been to, I don't know, I haven't been to that many churches. Like, I haven't, like, been a member of that many churches, but I've been to a few churches. Um, and so, I know, like, back in Kentucky, it was a really small, like, conservative church. Um, and the pastor, like, I don't know if I, I don't know. There was nothing wrong with the pastor. I just remember a lot of my questions later on in life about religion and about God came from the information or lack thereof that came from that pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, or just kind of like the things that they said. I don't know. I feel like it's hard if you don't relate to the pastor or if you don't agree with the pastor. It's really hard to like hear anything that they're saying. Just, you know, like they could say some good things. But, I mean, it's kind of hard to differentiate. Um, because, I mean, I don't know. I felt like in the past, a lot of pastors that I had listened to kind of just like spoke because it was their job you know and they needed to get something out and so like a lot of the time like there was nothing to truly back up what they were saying so I don't know it was pretty it was I don't know that really threw me off because it was like they were just talking to get words out and I don't know that's pretty discouraging And, and so like a lot of the questions I have now or had um related to my journey as a Christian um came from pastors and mm-hmm. the way that they handle things i guess so mm-hmm. yeah rachel did you have something to say <laughs> Maybe not. okay okay awkward <laughs> silence okay good uh anique <laughs> um no i 100 percent agree and this is something i'm still struggling with because i think i truly believe relationship over religion but my problem is my relationship is in how do I say this? Um, like my relationship, I've realized more and more that is like, it is in perichoresis. And like, what does yeah. that mean for me when I move out? And not even like when I'm gone, even now, mm-hmm. like, especially during this whole COVID mess, it is like, I'm not, yeah, I'm still part of perichoresis. Yeah. I can call up Jason or whoever anytime. Yeah. We'll have zoom vespers, but you know, what does that really mean for me? And I've also, I don't know. I've, just through talking to other people too about some like controversial issues. And I was like, I need to paracrease this or not. Like I need to decide what my beliefs are for me and how I can defend them. And I think that's, I don't know. Cause I, I constantly find myself trying to just uh, regurgitate what I've heard or, or what I've said in, in the rooms of here, which have all been good things, but it's like, no, I need to be, confident in what I believe in for my own thing because if I start just regurgitating something else someone else has said it just just um um it takes out the I don't know English the passion or the um reliability of like what I'm saying I don't know there's a better word for that but no yeah I I I still struggle with that so much because um like, honestly, right now, my relationship with God is based on perichoresis. And that's not necessarily bad, but I don't know. Like, what's going to happen in the future? Exactly. And it's like, 
I need to be able to go out to my day-to-day life and be able to interact with God when it's not a Wednesday night and we're having Bible study, (laughs) you know? I have, like, the same problem, and I know we talked about this last year, like, around this time when Tristan was, Mm -hmm. like, leaving and he wanted to do that series, but, like, being or having two years left when that series was taking place i didn't really think that much of it if that makes sense like i knew that that time was going to come for me and i was going to move on from pericresis and i obviously was sad but like having it only be a year away is really scary not only for (laughs) me but for a lot of other people too i know um just because like as of right now yeah my relationship with god is mostly based on what's happening in the basement of Kettering, which I love right now, but it's not going to be here forever. So I need to like start pushing myself to take my own steps to mm-hmm. further that <laughs> um, so that I, when the time comes, I can be more prepared and not just like move to a different college. Because like if I do happen to go to like a non-Seventh Avenue college, like what am I going to do? Like I'm yeah. going to have to make those steps for myself and actually like find a church get involved in that stuff like that because like that's something that i want to continue to do after high school right i didn't really think about that but that's kind of i need to start thinking about that (laughs) (laughs) it's three weeks away but i don't know that's something i'm a little worried about like going to southern and stuff just knowing that it's definitely more traditional style of um, worship and teaching and just overall like religion in general um, which I know may not be bad. Maybe I'll like it, but I don't know. I kind of like, get connected at crosswalk. Yeah. Like crosswalk. crosswalk. I'm excited for crosswalk, but, yeah. um, I don't know. I think I just kind of had to realize like going into college that I do like, you know, the opinions and rules down at Southern, um, for how, how to worship God. Um, I might just have to conform to them for the time being, but I just need to make sure that I stand firm in what I actually believe and not, mm-hmm. you know, not get discouraged by the dis like by disagreeing with other people, which yeah. I think is important. Like, cause I think disagreement mm-hmm. is good and just acknowledging that as being okay is good. Yeah. So th- all of this just gave me ideas for like another podcast. Like maybe we should totally talk about that. Yeah. Um, like Tristan, yeah. you know, wanted to bring up, I think we called that mine. Pretty yeah. sure we called that mine, right? Like yeah, a year or so here. ago. I wasn't even here. Oh, that's so sad. Why? Well, we'll do it. But the other thing is, yeah. So talking about like controversial issues or like disagreeing, because I do think, I do think that there's beauty in diversity and I think um, we can't just hang out in an echo chamber where we're always listening to each other in our own like opinion. Like we should listen to the other side. So I do think there are multiple sides to Black Lives Matter. Like we should contemplate and discuss those things. And there are multiple sides to 2020. Is it the end or is it not? Uh, right. Um, you know, the politics, dude, this country is about to vote a new president or a president um, Please vote. coming <laughs> up vote. and like that's very controversial. And like so just having I think there's space to have honest conversation about these things. But this is um, going on. So I, what if I just kind of rattle off the, the the rest here and you tell me, like, what do you think is perhaps, you know, has like the greatest impact or you understand or, or whatever. So um, where do we leave off? We left off at. Uh, 13. Really? Oh, yeah, no, Rachel's right. Yeah. So we talked about the pastor. <laughs> that was number 14. Number 13, prolonged doubts about the existence of God. Um, 
yeah, I think we should have honest conversation about our doubts. And that's, I mean, anyway, we talk about that. Um, personal conflict with the pastor. So that's kind of what, well, I kind of didn't really say that, but you know, some of you were basically saying that, like, what if the pastor, you're just, you, you just don't agree or whatever. Um, decisions of leadership, like, that's yeah, that's kind of a big one. Like yeah. leaders of a church, like uh, the pastor is a leader, uh-huh. but the pastor doesn't single-handedly make all the decisions, right? There's a leadership of unless elders. Unless you're Jason Calvert. Catering <laughs> of this yes, unless, <laughs> yeah, unless you're Jason in 2020, right. Um, so like, but you know, leadership makes decisions that you're not a fan of but some of these other ones i thought were really interesting so um number 10 actually the 10 number 10 most common reason why adventists leave the church is worship style i'm surprised that's not up closer to number one same i thought i thought it would be one of the top well i wonder if it's because of like the stage of life that you're in right like you're not really married you're not well no you're not married like you don't have children um but anyway but worship style so this is like more you know, yeah. for all ages. Um, but yeah, worship style, divorce, like exactly. they divorced yeah. their spouse and they're like, yeah, I don't want to be around those people, which that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they moved. So kind of like what you were saying about moving, you know, moving. Um, number seven, doubts about SDA doctrines, which mm-hmm. I, for someone nerdy like me, that didn't used to be there. Like when I was studying this stuff, like in seminary and even back in Loma Linda, um, the whole doctrine question, that wasn't an issue. That's kind of fairly recent, this issue with, with doctrines. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then, uh, okay. So that was number seven, number six, uh, personal conflict with other church members. Oh my mm-hmm. You know, you don't like so-and-so and they be talking and it's that casserole. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> or like when like, like people are dating and they, they stop coming to paracresis after they break Ooh. up. Like that's so awkward. That's so facts. Bad. That never happens. Maybe I here. should edit that out. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. We're definitely, that was McKenna Lundy, in case no, you didn't no, no. know. Um, no. <laughs> other family conflicts, like sisters or siblings or what have you. Um, conflict with the local church. Okay, number three, though. I think this is huge. Lack of friends in the church. That is huge. Like the third most common reason to leave was because they didn't have friends. Um, okay, and I'll just rattle these other two and then let you guys go. Um, okay, the second was marital difficulties. Okay. Um, but then the number one reason I thought was really interesting, why Adventists leave the church was perceived hypocrisy in other church members. So kind of going through those top, you know, 16, we already talked about the first few, but like the top 14 other reasons why people leave the church. Uh, what are your thoughts, comments, reactions? I don't know. There's a lot there to unpack and we have five minutes. So I won't talk for too long. I know like lack of friends in the church. It wasn't necessarily a reason why I left the church, but it was kind of a reason why it took me so long to get reacquainted in the church, especially after I moved. Like I just remember, um, I mean, part of it is, like, you weren't here, so, like, there wasn't much going on, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, me personally? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I was super shy when I first moved here, and so I, I didn't really want to go do anything, and I didn't really, like, have a whole lot of friends. Like, I had, like, Anik <laughs> and <Yep>. Hannah, um, <laughs> and so, I don't know. It, I, I understand that one. Maybe not... I don't know. I get it, I guess. Yeah. I, like, the one thing that really stands out to me with this list is that... The number six reason is personal conflict with other church members. And also the number one reason is perceived hypo- hypocrisy mm. in other church members, which like hypocrisy is a conflict. 
I just think it's so crazy that that's the number one reason, even though it was already stated vaguely. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, the it's just a specific conflict that they're pointing out as the number one. And every single person that I've talked to about, like, why people leave the church or why they left the church personally, that is always mentioned. Mm. And I, like, I don't know. But people... So, (laughs) someone close to me has said before that, like, everyone makes mistakes, no one's perfect, blah, 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 like, stuff like that. I just, and I completely agree with that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that some of these reasons, like, I mean, some people don't do them intentionally, if that makes sense. Like, I know some people can be ignorant to being hypocritical, or they could be um, ignorant by not like paying attention to other people to be friends with them like different things like that um i just think the most important thing to trying not trying to solve this problem but trying to overcome it personally is to just pay attention like for me that's what i I had to do to try and like be more connected with other people not even just like the people that i was friends with or the people that come to perichoresis is like even like the younger ones like i just had to pay attention to them um, what they were doing, like, what they, not necessarily what their interests are, because it's not like I want to, like, be their best friend, but they want to feel involved. They want to feel a part of something just as much as everyone else does. Like, that's how everyone is. That's just, like, psychologically, that's what people need. Yeah. They need to feel a part of something. So I just think, at least for me, from what I've noticed, is just paying attention to other people, um, see who's sitting by themselves, or see who, like, is having like issues with other people and just like trying to accommodate those things as well as focusing on yourself I just think that's important Mm -hmm. I 100% agree and I think another part of that is not only like engaging with the little ones but um talk to the older church members too even Mm, if it's controversial talk to them because I think even coming sorry even coming up to them and bringing up a conversation like wow they're listening and they're involved in their that shows your responsibility and like you're not just an annoying teenager who causes havoc and i don't know it's appealing to them it's appealing to them and even if you guys don't agree on the topic you were the one that stepped forward and it wasn't just them criticizing you from afar Mm -hmm. and that way you can start a conversation and i think one of the things that i've realized a lot too especially about controversial things is like if you want to have a good presentation on or you know outlook on your opinion on whatever it is mm-hmm. you have to educate yourselves from both sides and i think this mm-hmm. is, it applies yeah. to anything because if you are just looking through stuff or talking to people with the same opinions and you you want to talk to and then you come into contact with someone else who has an opposite opinion mm-hmm. your thing is incredible or, or whatever because yeah. you haven't um you haven't educated yourself on the like on the full picture exactly yeah. oh um i think that kind of goes along with what i was saying about like pastors earlier too like that mm. comes into play um like i mean for me like the whole re- like any question that has come into my head about religion or what i believe um and do i believe the seventh day adventist ways and doctrines and mm. what they preach or do i want to go somewhere else or whatever like it's one of those a lot of those questions stemmed from hypocrisy, especially from pastors where, you know, it yeah. kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about like, they're just kind of talking to talk. So a lot of the time they'll, they'll even like 
counteract themselves while previously like while they're preaching <laughs> no i cannot tell you how many sermons i said it's sat so through bad. where i was like wait you just said the complete opposite yeah. what's going on or you know i don't know and so i think a lot of it a lot of my doubt has come from um i mean i don't want to be the teenager who says like older church members but i mean a lot of it has come from church members who what am i trying to say uh, that are i mean th- that are hypocritical that's you know yeah. tell you not to do something but are doing the exact same thing but just in a different way yes you know like oh that's my clock out alarm sorry <laughs> oh. <laughs> did you clock in yeah oh I did. amazing okay <laughs> no so um i don't know just like it comes from people saying not to do something and then doing it you know whether that's telling kids to not disrespect you know your elders or adults or whatever and then going and blatantly trashing kids and their beliefs yeah even though they're trying their hardest to like get get it right and stuff Mm -hmm. and then complaining when they're not involved in the church yeah Mm -hmm. like you just push them away right and i think that's a huge thing with like teenagers i feel like every teenager i've talked to oh sorry i'll leave sorry one second i almost (laughs) in every teenager i've talked to um a lot of them, like, that's their biggest question when it comes to the church is why yeah. is everybody so hypocritical? Like, why do I want to be a part of a church that is going against exactly what they're trying to teach? Mm-hmm. Where it comes, you know, mm-hmm. judgment, where, you know, they talk about not judging people and that's what they teach because that's what Jesus taught. But then they go and they judge you for wearing a skirt that's two inches too short or for yeah. wearing jewelry because they disagree with it. And I think, like, that, I don't know, that's or just... Or not wearing yeah. a suit. <laughs> but I don't know. My mom always said, like, she's like, I believe that teenagers leave the church to find God. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, like. That's so cool. Yeah. No, it's true. Because a lot of the time it's hard to find God amidst all of the judgment and ridicule yeah, and no. questions that mm-hmm. arise from people trying to play God. Mm-hmm. So. I just think the biggest issue with, like, like, again, I don't want to be the teenager to say, like, the older people are being hypocritical and stuff, but hypocrisy isn't only in the form of saying one thing and doing the opposite like they're not like the way that i've seen hypocrisy in the church is they're not like telling us that they i don't know they view it in a way that they're not being hypocritical and i'm not trying to like assume or place a belief on anyone i'm just saying like generally um if they do like criticize someone for wearing a skirt they see it as not hypocritical because they're not doing the same thing if that makes sense like mm-hmm. it's not they're seeing hypocrisy as doing the exact opposite of what they're saying when in like hypocrisy that i've experienced is they get mad at people for the way they dress or what um they believe in when drums. yeah like b- ha- having drums too loud like they get mad at the smaller things which it's good to like pay attention to those things like i already said but if you're constantly, like, I don't know if demonizing is the right word, like, demonizing those things and, like, dogging on other people for p- taking part in those things or wearing the skirt that's maybe too short or whatever, and then judging them for it instead of just, like, letting them do that. Like, I don't know. I just think, like, the teenagers need to have their own walk with God. And if they see it as fit to wear that skirt, I think that they should be able to do that without being ridiculed because that's their own belief. Yeah. 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 Well, really quick, I'm sorry, I know we're running out of time, but the thing is that annoys me is if 
you know, people are going to have opinions to everyone. I've had, I don't think it's just old people too. I've had the same, oh, yeah. if not worse, I've things from people my, my oh, own, my like from people my own age. Yeah, that teenagers is, judge right on it's, each other. Exactly. So it's, yeah. I, it's, I don't want to, it's not necessarily all old people. I think it's the same mindset though yeah. of yes. like, I'm going to tell you about your sin because it's my duty because I am the good Christian soldier that should be, you know. And I'm showing. your elder, so exactly. you should respect what I'm well, saying. Well, the thing is, it's like, you can have your own opinion, but don't ridicule me. Talk about it with me. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, ask me. Because, I like that. Because I've had conversations with people about disagreements and I have my own beliefs of like what I think is okay and not okay. Like sure. if, and I was like, no, like, Go ahead, have a different opinion of me because I want to learn about why you believe this, not just yeah. your opinion. Because I've heard for so many years, don't wear jewelry, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. And then once I have the conversation about that thing with that person, they it's just they don't even know why they, they start stuttering, either. and it's like like that, and that's okay to have your own opinion. But let's open the conversation so we take down that wall of hostility and mm-hmm. like yes, you know what I mean. I think. Mm-hmm. Because that way, even if you do disagree, there's still that level of togetherness of the church. At mm-hmm. least they're talking about it. And then it opens up adults' minds to, like, these teenagers kind of know what they're talking about. And yeah. even if they don't agree with it, there's still that level of respect. Sure. Between the two. Between the mm-hmm. two, especially if the teenagers, m- like, maintain that level of, like, respons- respect with the adults. And they're they're not there like don't come to talk about it to argue with them come to listen because i think if you come like as the younger person to the adult and they tell you their opinions even if they're the opposite of yours and you're just nodding and saying yeah instead of um like immediately coming with a comeback mm-hmm. they're gonna want to come back to you and, and talk more I, I i just think that's like if you have a different opinion of me great right. let's talk about it don't, you we don't have to change each other's minds i just want to learn yes. about yours yeah, no, I agree. And I think so basically the big takeaway, I think, is just having an honest conversation with each other, different generations, different cultural backgrounds, because honestly, everyone is on a journey, right? Like everyone's on their own journey. And what I've learned is whether you're young or old, honestly, very few people actually know why they believe what they believe, even if they know what they believe. Amen. Right? Everyone's trying to figure it out. And so a lot of times uh, the older generation, previous generation, uh, or grandparents, whatever, they, they're only echoing what was told to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so I feel like there is growth and there is relationship that is built when we can have an, a conversation because above all, just like what McKenna was saying about Jesus valued people over the thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we value the thing over people. And so I think as long as we start valuing each other no matter where they think they land mm-hmm. on any given topic or whatever we value that individual over the topic or over the issue or whatever so anyway okay yeah so this is like extremely long it's only been like four days long longest <laughs> podcast ever so like if I think it, it's shorter than last one inch oh is it really i think so Beautiful. Oh, that's amazing. Maybe I feel like that's totally not true. I feel it's like not it's 20 minutes. It's 50, definitely like but it doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. The, McKenna will have really fun part editing. One, um, oh, so, okay. So, for perichoresis and... Okay, I just lost my train of thought because oh, I get wait, so distracted. Saying? I don't I know what I'm saying. Are you talking about... Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so, if these are all the things and, and what, if these are all reasons why... Okay, take two, McKenna. Okay, if these are all reasons why, um, like, church is unattractive... 
Um, what are some things like, how can we make it more attractive? Like how can perichoresis be more attractive and more relevant for teenagers? But generally speaking, I don't have a specific answer, but I think it just starts with asking them instead of like, what can like, instead of like, what are young adult things or what are teen things that we can implement in our church? Don't do it amongst your friends. Like invite the teenagers to the meeting, invite the young adults to the meeting. Cause that way, again, you guys can talk with each other. And the second you start involving like everyone, I don't know. It, it just it just makes mm -hmm. it better. Mm -hmm. Also, just be open-minded. Like, mm -hmm. if you want growth, don't ask for their opinion and then shut it down. Mm -hmm. Yes. Listening, I think. Listening yeah. is a huge thing. From both sides. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I'm sure us kids are reading into things 100%. that we don't need to read into or whatever. But, right. yeah. I just think, like, the respect levels from both of the sides. I think one of the major issues is that the teenagers feel like they're being disrespected in a way, so they're not showing that respect back, which just makes it a huge mess in general. Just, like, in like in general. Like, it's just not a good time. But I feel like if the – when someone steps out and shows or demonstrates that they don't – they're not part of that, like – Hip, hip, hypocritical, hypocritical like um group or whatever then people will start to realize that that's not how everyone is like not all of the old people are hi hypocritical and not all of the teenagers are rebels like does that make sense yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. break down the stereotype yeah because the stereotype it's just a stereotype like that's definitely not how it is like i've had a lot of meaningful conversations with like older people mm -hmm. that have been like asking me about my own beliefs or like we've mm -hmm. just been talking about like just church things in general or religion or different things like that um and they're very open-minded i think that's one of the major things like just sure. being open-minded mm -hmm. to even if you don't believe the same thing yeah sweet okay so um speaking of open-mindedness and what do we believe and why do we believe it and having conversation that's really kind of the point of this podcast so um yeah thanks for listening and if you would like to be a guest right are we gonna do that yeah we should do that. okay so if you want to be a guest or have uh, questions right on uh let's be honest podcast let us know and we'd be happy to have you and yeah if you have a topic uh or a question that you think we should start talking about rachel anique mckenna myself or anyone else um then yeah we would be happy to do that oh any last thoughts follow us on paracresis instagram where you'll get notifications and you can ask questions um on a regular basis send us a dm if you don't have our number stuff like that and it'll be anonymous don't worry yeah yes that's true um but yeah with school starting up and all things covid crazy yeah. like we want to do Bible studies. We want to do Saturday mornings and Vespers and all the stuff that we normally do. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll come up with a plan. Um, but anyway, love you guys. Hopefully this is helpful. And, yeah, ultimately we just want to create a space for, for honest conversations so that we can encourage each other to have a closer walk with God. All right. See ya. Peace Bye. out. Bye. I love you. <laughs> Wait, we, don't, we don't even know them. We love you. We love I anyway. I we don't love, love you. You, you okay. just said I love you guys. Yeah, you said it first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I'm being hypocritical. Bye, guys. I'm the older generation. <laughs>